listening to Sensemaking, a series of conversations with communication design students synthesizing how we make sense of the world, who we are and what we are. Working the alternative media space in the new normal era, hosted by Graham Newman. Hello. In this third of six programs, we're looking at how second-order cybernetics and systems thinking can be applied to communication design and framed as value propositions for wicked problems in Southeast Asia. These are deeply embedded social problems, of course. They require collaborative thinking and insights. As an exemplar, the Asian Development Bank states that water management, air pollution, deforestation and land degradation, and climate change are the region's four major environmental challenges. Tackling these problems requires creative intelligence. We can consider applying cybernetic theory, specifically second-order cybernetics, to unpack the concern, context and concept of this phenomena. This investigation of how design can be used as scaffolding is framed around Richard Buchanan's influential 1992 paper, Wicked Problems in Design Thinking, published in Design Issues from MIT Press. Buchanan also developed the model of the fourth order of design, in which design of the environments and systems within which all the other orders of design exist. Understanding how these systems work, what core ideas hold them together, what types of value propositions we can develop, offers an exciting pathway for future communication design education and programme development. In preparation for this podcast, the students watched two lectures from Ranulph Glanville, who is a pivotal research senior tutor and professor in innovation design engineering at the Royal College of Art, and president of the American Society of Cybernetics. The students also read two papers on a second order of cybernetics and wicked problems written by myself. The Glanville lectures are available on YouTube and are highly recommended viewing for anyone interested in cybernetics, systems thinking and the application to design. And we're joined again by students from Comdi the International Programme in Communication Design in the Faculty of Architecture at Chulalongkorn University here in Bangkok. With us today are Parmi, Mai, Fond, Gigi, Nub and Merce. Let's start with the big question. Are we as designers inherently cybernetic by holding conversations with ourselves when we design? Um, I think we like, of course, do, because designing requires like a lot of thinkings and like realization or like iterations. So while we're like um on that process, we kind of like come up with different like questions or like different um like uh considerations. So I think yeah, it's also like counted like talking to ourselves too. In design, we often um, have to make decisions about the visuals and also the concept. And at times we make errors that, you know, require like critical thinking. And it's not just once, but throughout the progress and the stages of that design project. 
Yeah, I also agree because like design is not by the book, and even though sometimes we look back to the reference, but we always look for the new approaches. Yeah, I also think it's also because um we inherently also give feedbacks to ourselves and not really, not also really uh receive it from other people as well, and so like when we receive feedback, it's kind of become like a circular system, just working and runs and repeat, and keep solving the errors until we find a way. So yeah, I I think I agree. Yeah, I think to put my small words into it. There's a common misconception that designers are artists, but um, we are usually solving problems, and what the problems are are very. There's very many different solutions to these problems, and we have to throw feedback, try to find the best way to figure out how to solve the problem and if it's best enough, so that really li- aligns with what cybernetic theory is. Yeah, I I really also agree with Mars a lot because I feel like designers, we as designers are vastly underestimating our ability to craft visual thinking, and like um to establish a system that really works and try to help use that creativity to solve problems. So I think that's something that's really required, not even in the art fields, but also in vastly other fields as well. I agree that we're um, that we as designers are inherently cybernetic because of the way that we approach our design problems. We have to constantly look at the feedback we receive as well as the feedback we give to ourselves in order to get the best possible outcome solution. Yeah, it's a really fascinating insight, isn't it? You know, using a cybernetics as a model to actually begin to understand, you know, what is going on in our neural networks and how we deal with error because error is endemic in design and you know using error as a new opportunity to interpret problems Ranoff Glanville said that this is a conversation this conversation is the bridge between cybernetics and design so should we consider cybernetics specifically the second order of cybernetics to tackle wicked problems as designers in Thailand and if so what wicked problems do you think we should tackle first in Bangkok? Oh, regarding the designers being cybernetic. Um, I said that I agreed with how we are inherently cybernetic as designers, because we constantly not only receive feedback from others, but we also give ourselves feedback in order to better improve our designs. I think that maybe using the term "fix up." Maybe difficult in terms of the word "wicked problems," as there is no clear solution to perfectly solve them. But um, I think that um, the best we could do right now is like um, to approach to actually identify what these problems are and are they v- wicked or not, and then I think as designers, our main goal is to. Communicate and so uh, to, t- to tackle misinformation and inform um, as most as possible. I think that could be our best approach. Um, I'm not sure, but maybe political issues could be a wicked problem in Thailand. 
because I've heard a lot of uh, issues been happening the past few years, but I'm not sure if it's one of the wicked problems. It certainly is a wicked problem. Yes, certainly is. I kind of agree with Sibo with the social and political kind of um, wicked problem in Thailand because we're stuck in this like middle income a position where we cannot get out of it. And I feel like it can be resolved with like um, educating people on the politics and, you know, making the governance more democratic. That's right. Certainly one of the one of the key wicked problems in Thailand is the middle income trap. Um, also, I feel like this wicked problem should be tackled like interdisciplinary. Like, so like um, a circulation between a lot of different fields that contribute into the whole picture. So we are like observing the whole picture instead of just focusing on the parts. Because like, it's inherently also like a cybernetics kind of system, communication with each other, giving feedbacks. And yeah, so I feel like it's just not tackle just one problem to solve the whole. You have to tackle everything and have like a specific kind of communication discussion going on between different fields and disciplines. I agree that we have to solve the entire problem as a whole instead of starting off with uh, individual parts of the problem. Because I think that if we start off with individual parts, this could mean that one part is solved while another problem arises in another part. And this in the end kind of keeps us in an, in a cycle where nothing ever fully gets solved, so we have to tackle it as a whole. Yeah, Mai, you mentioned this key word, multidisciplinary, this area of practice. This is a blending of the sciences and the humanities and the arts towards social innovation, which Carnegie Mellon University defines as the design of new products, services, processes, and policies that meet a social need more effectively than existing solutions. So is this the future of design in Southeast Asia? Yeah, I strongly believe so, because I feel like, yeah, like I said, designers are vastly underestimating their abilities to tackle this more complex problems rather than just limiting themselves into designing graphic that meets the client proposals. So yeah, I feel like if we kind of stretch, stretch it out a bit and think about the benefits, our creative thinking and circulation kind of communication with ourselves can do, because I think designers doesn't think in a, in a line, they think in like, they have like a freehold thinking and giving feedback to themselves. So it's just a more complex graphic kind of visual thinking. And I think that helps a lot solving problems and finding solutions. Yeah. I feel like if it was if it was not even pushed by um, educators, I think us as designers were inherently having the same approach to to societal solving problems by first identifying like the key audiences or like we're going through the same processes that our um, political leaders are going through. But um, our method, the method that we go through, um, I think, really reflects well on how we can improve that. And, and I think many designers can adapt and move towards that direction um, if they were given the chance to. Um. Yeah, I, I also agree with like 
what Merce and um, uh, Mai say, because um, I feel like uh, the way designers like used to like solve uh, diff different problems are like effective and it's also kind of like more free because we didn't like create a box to ourselves like to stuck with like um, one solutions or like one way to cope with it so yeah agree about the box and to add on to that i think that we designers really put ourselves in a box where we think that the, the things that we can impact on is just graphic design or like um our, yeah art but we could really use our insights on a lot of many more complex systems like um like how let's say the bts system moves or how it communicates with its um viewers and the systems that work and we're really more like um we can really analyze the data and we can really um communicate well with the people who use these systems and i think that is what we have to remind ourselves that we're not just graphic designers but we are the whole designing field. Yes, I think it's extraordinary that Richard B. Cannon, 25 years ago, proposed this fourth order of design as the design of environments and systems within which all other orders of design exist, which is actually a very cybernetic statement when you think about it. And we seem to be in agreement that we would like to consider this holistically. We would like to consider the future of design practice and design education, reflecting all of the different facets of how we as designers can fix problems. So my question is this, would you like to see more of this area of design practice and cybernetics in a program of study as undergraduates? I think that um, with like community projects, it allows us to like communicate a message to a specific audience who might be part of like the problem we are focusing on, the wicked problem. And it, it would be nice to see more of that kind of community engagement projects that we can get involved in. Yeah, I agree. I think it, um, doing so, it really broadens the the idea of what we can apply our design thinking into as like, as right now in comedy, we're educated to think of designing this, this certain process, but we're only designed to, to do this process in terms of creating content. But um, I think that when we put it into other systems, uh, is, as our minds improve and like the students would now realize the flexibility of of the design thinking that can be applied to so many other things. And I think that would have them create a much more creative field, like make them think more creatively about what they learned in the design school and how they can apply it in so many other different ways. For me, I, would, I think I would also like to see uh, the concept of cybernetics and how we analyze design problems in comedy because especially comedy we're talking about communication design and if we're able to be able to if we're able to use cybernetics in our design 
by analysing the problems, looking at the feedback and the errors that we occur along the way. I think this will lead to a better design outcome. Um, I also think that this will be a very helpful topic to be studied at Comdi because it gives us more knowledge about errors, how to manage errors, how to live with errors and wicked problems and problem solving and how we designers can apply design to solve those problems. Yeah, I also think it would be like a great chance for us to like um, connect with the audience more because as um as a designer i feel like the more we like gather information and the more we are able to like analyze those informations it will like leads to like the different possible outcomes um just through this discussion i really think that there is um there's something i am also worried about when if it is introduced is the approach that is introduced in because i think um when we were introduced to the term cybernetics. I think that that could very alienate a lot of designers in COMD. But I think that how we introduce it to the COMD students is very important. And that's it for this week. My thanks to contributions from Palmy, Mai, Fond, Gigi, Zebo, Nub, and Merce from Chulalongkorn University. To find out more about the program, visit comde, that's C-O-M-M-D-E dot com. Join us next time when we will be discussing being cancelled, excesses of tribes in the culture wars. From me, Graham Newman, many thanks for listening.